Precious tritium is the fuel that makes this podcast go. There's only 25 pounds of it on the whole planet. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider It seems I've heard that song before. Call the patent office, copyright the name Green Goblin, I want a corner every time somebody says it. That spider freak making me look ridiculous. Up, up, and away with! What? Shazam! Spider-Man? Stupid reporters still think puny Parker's Spidey. Go, Web, go! We're gonna have a hell of a time. Hello and a big warm welcome to episode 4 of Swinging Through Spider-Man. Today we'll be covering Amazing Spider-Man issue 3. But first, it's me, James Rushton, and again that over there is Bradley Hughes. How are you doing, mate? I'm um, just Patreon. What's making me happy, yeah? is how people have reacted to this podcast and how, you know, welcoming they've been and, you know, how they've shared our work and that's really been something special, mate, hasn't it? Yeah, it's really put a smile on my face. Yeah, it's put a smile on mine. But yeah, man, a few shout-outs if you don't mind because it's best to, you know, thank these people who've been helping us so much. Yeah, man, thank thank the boys. Yeah, so, at Dr. Spidey on Twitter, that's at Dr. Spidey on Twitter for his constant support. No, he's been talking to us about everything and anything Spider-Man. And he's shared our episodes with, you know, his comic collection. You know, he's, he's got his greasy fingers on him as well to um, everyone else's chagrin. You know, he's got the Amazing Fantasy one, like a treasure. And he says, oh, I had it with, you know, chicken or something. He was eating like, a, a burrito, I think, a meatball sub or something like that. And everyone's like, no, you can't. And he's like, it's mine. Don't care. So, yeah, big shout out to Dr. Spider. He's an actual doctor as well. Oh, that's amazing. Not a doctor of Spider-Man, but... That's incredible. There's also all the Spider-Man fans on that hashtag Drunk Pete. They just get hammered and read Spider-Man every kind of Saturday. Like, that's a that's a tradition I can really get behind. That's fun. And I f- he, you know, Doctor Spider said we had their seal of approval, and that you know that means a lot to have someone's seal of approval. So yeah, of course. It's it's a very it's a very welcoming committer. That's that's for sh- that's for sure. Yeah, man, we've uh, we've been welcomed with our uh, open arms. It seems there's also the dude Kevin on there. He's been supporting us, so yeah, thank you very much. Uh, we can't give everyone individually a shout out, really, but so thank you to everyone who's been listening. You know, we've had people from Canada, Australia, Mexico, all them places listening. So that's mad. Yeah, we just got to break into that Bosnian market. Yeah, we'll, ne- we'll never crack. We'll never crack that, mate. <laughs> we'll never crack that, that Kosovo market bit of Nigeria you know that's <laughs> sweet we can get some contacts and anyone you know anyone who's interacted with us a big thank you a number of po- podcasts have done so some who are kind of doing things that we do but with a lot more knowledge you know actual Spider-Man fans going deep on the background of stuff and everyone you know this sounds cool you know you're having fun with it and the fact that you guys know nothing about Spider-Man is actually re- a really good thing <laughs> Yeah, I, b- I believe that they said it was refreshing. Yeah, refreshing, yeah. And I'll, I'll <laughs> take that. I'll definitely take that because uh, I think that's why we did it, to, to kind of record this fun thing that we were doing. But I was doing, and you're just kind of fucking <laughs> flagging on, man. you just got to listen to me read it. And like, that's hard, man. You One day you can read one out to me. Definitely. But then again, I'd miss a story. I'd miss a story. Does that mean I have to give you my passwords? Oh, God, we don't do intrusion like that. Okay, I'll just copy and paste every page and send it. No piracy on this podcast. No piracy. (laughs) No piracy. I'll I'll just come round and you leave your laptop and your tablet on the side and I will just read Comic-Con. Well, the Marvel Unlimited. 
the breed yeah, you too. Can, yeah, you can borrow. You can borrow that. Or if um, Doctor Spider has finished gre- greasing up his fucking comic collection, he might <laughs> send it across. You know, and we say that you know, complete, you know, complete love and respect for him, but. It looks like he's destroying them. Like <laughs> I don't know if he is. He probably cares for them loads. I think that's the persona he likes. So yeah, thank you very much, dude. If you actually look at the underscore in his handle, that's it's not an underscore. It just says danger. Really, really small. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, loads of thank yous. We'll be sharing people's stuff on our Twitter at Spidey Podcast because it's not competition. It's community. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah, community. It's amazing. Yeah, and uh, huge props to people from our home city of Birmingham, the Important Fred podcast. You actually dropped a big shout out, and that they, they didn't need to do that at all. Um, Mark Steadman and John Hickman. So they've helped us. They helped me get started up. I asked them a load of questions, and Mark kind of runs the podium thing that we were on. So yeah, they've gave us loads of help. They didn't need to drop us a shout out, but like, the Mark went to awesome, New York, yeah. and he said, "Why not?" It's, that's really cool. I think that's something I like, and we've benefited from that. So. Pay- you know, pay it forward, that kind of thing. You know, my, my mama always used to say to me, son, it doesn't matter how much of a fuck up you are. It doesn't matter what you know. It's who you know. <laughs> exactly. And we have uh, managed to, we, you know, they gave us the inspiration for the idea and help, help back us up. So yeah, thank you very much, guys. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, absolute. Lots That's of love, kind of man. the thing we do at the end. So sorry if we wasted your time thus far, but, you know, get it right in the front, in the, the main part. We just want to make you guys feel special. Exactly. I'm ready for this now, man. Are you ready? Oh, I'm always ready. So, man, today, episode four, we're covering Amazing Spider-Man number three. Brad, last time we had the Vulture. Do you remember anything about that? Oh, mate, so much to remember. Um, Basically, the Vulture is the new big player on scene. Um, Spider-Man is really finding his feet, getting to grips with actually being somewhat a hero. Um, he's managed to secure himself a freelance position actually start earning some money by taking photos of the Vulture um, he has his first proper fight and gets his ass handed to him, almost dies um, <clears throat> then the Vulture is being sneaky tries to steal some diamonds which were being carried by foot for some reason um, pops out of a sewer, robs the diamonds. Spider-Man this time beats him up, knowing full well how to make his wings not work anymore. Um, and then buys Aunt May a new kitchen. Yeah, um, before that we had the kind of origins and that kind of first instance, but you can go back to listen to you know episode one and two for that because we got a crack on man because this is this is some real business now, mate. There's only like. How many episodes we got to get for a... 700. Um, 700 issues. Yep. Definitely got a crack on. A lot of it will be condensed as we go on. Um, You know, we can wrap up a lot of issues when there's arcs and stuff. You know, we can get a bit of stru- proper structure into yeah, that. Yeah, proper structure. Condense that and spread it across. You know, we can do things. We can do things. But no, taking it slow. Taking it one by one for the time being, at least. Today, Amazing Spider-Man issue three, first appearance of another massive, 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 massive Spider-Man comic book villain. Forget Spider-Man, comic book villain. Oh yeah, one of one of the one of the big six. So Brad, you've got the artwork. I've got the notes. It's time to read through, man. It's time to read through. Definitely. The scene. The scene starts with a newly confident Spider-Man. He's beginning his solid career in crime fighting, and he's putting the fear into criminals as they should, man. Get that fear into him. Get it right into him. 
deserve it. <laughs> Robbing old ladies, running into escalators really fast, stuff like that. But you're beating street thugs and winning these. It's an easy win. He's getting him cocky and he wants a challenge. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a whole is that thing. his first slice of actually being a hero? I mean, saving, saving, um, you know, the astronaut from the crash. That was. Yeah, John Jameson. That that was uh, his first slice of of actual doing anything sort of heroic, but he he was just right place, right time sort of thing. Whereas when he defeated the Vulture, he actually stopped a diamond hoist, and now he's he's getting a bit. He's starting to realise that you know he can make a difference. Beating up these street folks, it's easy for him because remember they ain't the Vulture, they ain't the Chameleon, they're just guys. Mostly guys. And he's like, it's almost, it's almost too easy. I've run out of enemies who can give me any real challenge. Mate, he's about to get a real challenge. He should not. You don't tempt fate, is what I'm saying. No, no, not at all. And Spider-Man and Peter Parker, you know, I've recently got a motorbike, mate. Yeah. And I'm kind of, I, sometimes I'm scared of going on a motorbike. But when you're on it, it's like really, like, it's incredible. It's, it's like, you know, it's an experience. Yeah, definitely. I'm feeling... Peter Parker's Spider-Man suit is his motorbike. You know, it's dangerous experience, but he can't wait yeah. to get on it. There's a bit of fear, but it's it's his thing. It's his thing that makes him, you know, it's an adrenaline rush. It's a, it's a rush, and now he's getting a bit too much, you know. He, he needs to maybe take it a step back, I feel, because he's about to head into real shit, mate, because that challenge is about to be granted deep in yet another military facility. Jesus Christ. A certain scientist. Yeah, another fucking another one. It's, it's like every every other... It's like a Starbucks. There's a military facility on every corner. Do you mean fucking goddamn London? How there's an Angus Aberdeen steakhouse everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you can't... You throw a rock and you've hit a fucking porterhouse steak. It's <laughs> that. But then again, it is the 60s. There's a Cold War going on. Yeah, of course. I'm kind of getting a Cold War vibe from this guy that we're going to go into because a certain scientist is testing out some new gear the scientist brad his name is dr otto octavius and they call him dr octopus <laughs> how convenient because and you'll never guess why but he manipulates radioactive and radio radiation irradiated materials sorry with mechanical arms that enable him to kind of mess with them from a safe distance it's also got a bit of a god complex here because he's the only person who can manipulate this stuff in the entire world. He's a, he's a, certainly a character, mate. He's quite portly. Yeah, he, he looks a bit like Elton John. He's definitely short-sighted. 100% cannot see <laughs> anything in front of him. So, so who makes him all. the perfect candidate to be messing with radioactive materials? Yeah, so on the outskirts of a city. Thankfully, it's on the fucking outskirts of the city. Thank God. Because if this bastard place was in the city, it, the city would be gone because you've got a fucking blind, mad doctor using new equipment to fuck around with plutonium. You know, Chernobyl is all I'll say. Chernobyl. That's coming. Yeah, yeah. You're asking for trouble. So... Dr. Octopus walks in, they're like, why do they call him Dr. Octopus? And he goes, wait, you'll see in a minute. The security guys are talking to each other and he's just like fucking around with his goddamn arms, doing tricks. Not, I say doing tricks, he's actually doing really important work and really dangerous work. <laughs> but it's just the way like, he's kind of grinning as he turns all these like, kind of knobs on like on the equipment. They look like, um, like old-fashioned dial-up phones, like... The ones where you have to put your finger in and twist it round. Yeah. Just like 
imagine four of them on his chest. And what's really disconcerting to me, mate, is how he looks like an incredibly fat, ugly, and depressed version of me. Like, that's that hair. <laughs> that hair is what oh I look God. like when I'm out of the shower, man. Like, it's flat. Like, he just looks like me if I'd lost everything and I was like a second in a, in a second generation German immigrant to fucking New York with, ro- with robot arms. Mate, can't get that image out of my head now. Ah, oh, fucked it, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, you really That's... have. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, he's a cocky guy. He, he, because he can he can manipulate radiation, he starts to think, I'm making it my servant. This is a god complex. This is dangerous thoughts. But man, no one is ever perfect. And and the, th- the thing is as well, when you're looking at these retro comments, you don't realise just how in-depth they go about absolutely everything. Yo, he is explaining every single thing. Yeah. Every panel is at least 50% speech bubble or thought bubble well it's like size size 10 font as well oh yeah without that though it's like the character isn't made i mean modern comics are very subtle with what they do and that's because in the 60s they said fucking everything about it lots of the character was built and with like you know in spider-man now you don't have to go all say all this stuff about Doctor Octopus. If you were to write a Spider-Man comic now, you wouldn't have to go into that detail because it's already been established because of this. Yeah. So I'm I'm thankful for it because it's like I read when I'm doing the research. It's usually on a train or something. Yeah. So it, when I'm kind of going through them, it's like I have to read it. I wouldn't just pick up from the little subtle things. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's, like I said before, it's good. Like. Looking at that at this through the scope of like a millennial's eyes, you know, you really do take these sort of things for granted, don't you? The way how how it's adapted over the years. Oh yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. I'm thankful. I'm as I said, I'm certainly thankful for all the kind of. I wouldn't say it's pointless exposition, but it's like. They're just establishing this guy. That's telling everything about this guy. I appreciate that. Yeah. That what they've tried to establish is that he's perfect, but no one's perfect, are they? The these scientists, these lab assistants, or whoever they are. Wait, wait, wait! They're trying to establish, trying to establish this frogman to be perfect. He's got manipulation over the most dangerous shit on the planet. He's perfect. He can be, say whatever he That's wants. A good point. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> This someone's taking a piss at me. He's got his eyes like, what did you see? <laughs> it's kind of a shame they made him German and not Italian because could you imagine all four arms doing the hand things? <laughs> yeah. That'd be so good. And he'd call every second person a wise guy. <laughs> but man, he ain't perfect. Nobody's perfect. His lab assistants go, look, the radiation meter has gone wacky. Something's wrong. There's going to be a blow up. A blow up, not an explosion. You gotta appreciate that. Sound the alarm. <laughs> and mate, a freak accident occurs. The facility fucking explodes in his face. Oh man. And he arms and everything, picked out the rubble, he's still breathing. He's not in a good state. <laughs> he really isn't in a good state. It's the explosion has damaged him. He's permanently brain damaged. His equipment is fused into his body and he's mentally scarred. And he's still, I don't know how he's alive, but would you call that alive? He's more machine than man. 
it's 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 a tough one really but then at least he didn't get any limbs blown off he's just permanently gained some they're fused into his body this equipment i can't think of a modern day example of of this because it is so very cold war it's like he's messing with nuclear materials and they're fused into him and now all this radiation stuff has adhered his body and it's made him a cyborg almost and I don't know how he's alive. I take it. I'll take that face value. <laughs> he should if look if you're gonna gonna mess with that stuff and it blows up in your face, he's dead. The radiation. I don't know how he isn't vomiting green shit every second and he's not physically jaundiced. He looks apart from that without his glasses. He looks like Sam Allardyce. <laughs> <laughs> God, he's bringing in the visuals to that. A man with a god complex, a man who thinks he's perfect, is now made into the perfect creature, Brad. He can manipulate these arms with his they're attached to his mind. Oh. I don't know how that works. In in a movie it's explained extremely well because of its AI. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. But this it's 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 pure radiation fear. They're, they're scared of this shit, so it's like it's been injected into this comic. Well, yeah, like like I said in previous previous episodes, it's when Marvel was being was finding their feet, it, it was just everything was radiation. Because obviously, you know, it was cold. It was coming up to the Cold War. Yes, of course, of course, and it was that whole period. Pe- people, it? people were over scared of it. Yeah, they're over scared of it or fascinated by it. Exactly, and uh, Doctor Octopus is someone to be feared, mate. Because he had a god complex before, but you know, he didn't have the physicality to match up to that. He just had the mind. Now. He's mentally mm. damaged. He has been fucking seriously wounded in that. He's took a massive blow to the head. He's, you know, his body does things now that he would have never thought could have happened. And he believes that the doctor is trying to keep him, keep him within the hospital to stay alive, are jealous of him. But he knows now that he's stronger and he feels like a prisoner. He feels like a pent-up animal and he breaks loose into the world as Dr. Octopus. He's uh, taken the name, the the name that people bullied him with, and he has become what he believes to be the supreme being. It's like Otto Octavius died in that explosion, but Doctor Octopus was born. Yeah, he's a uh, he's not the same bloke anymore. He's badly damaged. His god complex and his arms have completely taken over, and he believes everyone is out to get him. He's gone. He's gone, and he's hit again like the Vulture. He's the next big thing. The Daily Bugle absolutely desperate for pics of him it's big news but no one can get into the hospital for a photo and I'm, I'm, i agree with that you should be taking fucking photos of people in the hosp- in the hospital bed that's wrong that's <laughs> beyond the power jay jaron jameson worst man like we said when that letter got sent in he's the worst man that's ever existed i'm i'm, I'm climbing towards that level now yeah he's he's not exactly uh he's not exactly the nicest of people no he's everything's for money all the time. Same thing goes to Spider-Man, the, the, the little gold digger. Everything that Sp- that's motivated Spider-Man at this point has been either ego-stroking or money-driven. Yeah, so guess why he fucking volunteers for the bastard job? Because of the dimes on offer? <laughs> guess why John Jameson obliges him? Because Peter Parker can actually take photos. He's the only person in the Daily Bugle who has a camera. Oh, he's just letting him on his assi- this kid on his assignments. So he's gone from freelancer to full-blown journalist then? Well... I think he just hangs around there and he's like, I want the job, I can get the photos and 
obviously Jameson's like, yes, you're the only person you can. I'm on, I'm down with that. <laughs> there's there's Jerry in the background who's trained his whole life to be a photographer. Like he's oh, he's been his dream since he was a child. Went out, saved all of his money from doing a paper round, bought himself second hand camera. <laughs> he's just sitting there, and there's this kid that just walks in with pictures of the vulture one day. <laughs> he just, just throws his camera in the bin. He's just like, I'll fucking give up. This is too. You know what I say to Jerry, Brad? I say, Welcome to the fucking real world, pal. <laughs> Get some hustle in you, boy. It's just. It, Peter Parker, he's, he's doing the right thing. He's getting the jobs, you know. Fucking fuck, Jerry. I've not. Jerry doesn't. He doesn't <laughs> even exist. But I have a wife and child. You know what, Jerry? You should have done better at your job then, shouldn't you, Jerry? That's that's what that's mine. Yeah. <laughs> I feel as though there's a lot of people in this comic that could have done a lot better at their job. Yeah, Jameson's letting a child lich. Why? Why isn't he at school? I'd like I'd like that answered. Firstly, <laughs> come it's, on. It's clearly a Saturday, mate. Come on. Uh, th- that's true. But yeah, man, it, it must be a Saturday because there's no one. At, there's no fucking guards at the hospital. Peter Parker breaks into the the hospital where. Dr. Octopus kind of was, and what he sees is uh, shocking. A man with four robotic arms is practically holding the entire building hostage whilst conducting experiments. He's mad, and he thinks he's the best person that's ever existed and ever will exist. He thinks he's God. He thinks he's the supreme being. Bloody hell. And uh, as you can see from the artwork, that is a flexible wrist. Yeah, it's really and, uh, creepy. Caught Spider-Man by surprise. Holy mackerel, what's that? <laughs> he's about to find out he's about to get that, get that off his head <laughs> Spider-Man being Spider-Man he's asked his situation he leaps in to defuse it but Dr. Octopus who's got four incredibly strong arms out, easily outpowers him and Spider-Man's cocky at this point we've established his cocky Dr. Octopus as the quote-unquote supreme being won't deal with cockiness Brad he sees it as a complete insult a grave insult <laughs> you know, you can't take the quips. You think <laughs> Spider-Man's an idiot. And uh, he is, but at this point, he cannot deal with the speed and strength of these arms because they're attached to a person's mind. He can do it without thinking. It's his consciousness directing these arms. And it, the other thing is, is like our own consciousness, it's it, like the reflex of a human muscle would be slower than the machine muscle as well, wouldn't it? Even even with Spider-Man's spider sense, he'd still have trouble moving out of the way in time. Yeah, exactly. Outmatched on speed and strength, Brad. Spider-Man can't do anything, so he resorts to his power, his webs. Tries to catch him by surprise, but he's rendered useless. The, the webs don't work. They simply fall off the, the machinery because he, he hasn't got enough time to kind of wrap him up. It's just quick. quick. When you think about the, the bit of experience that Spider-Man's got with dealing with superhumans, He's like, the only person he's got to compare it with is a man that's literally a walking Halloween, like, mask change he's, as his superhero, as his superpower. And the Vulture, who's this, like, 90-year-old man that just invented how to fly? That's that's his... Yeah, this shitty pants 90-year-old man. Let's not forget the shit. Oh, yeah, of course not. In this skin-tight lycra, so you, you know you could see all those wrinkles and bones and shit. He's just like... he's <laughs> And he kind of outsmarted the Vulture in a way that it was like, 
oh, I've figured out how you managed to fly, and now I'm just going to undo that. Then when the Vulture was like, I'm going to kill you by dropping you, Vulture didn't know about his web shooters or anything, whereas Spider-Man's been about now. Like, Doc Doctor's been know this sort of thing. He knows who Spider-Man is. Exactly, and we've established how much of a novice Spider-Man is. The cockiness is his downfall here. He can't deal with the speed. He can't deal with the strength. And now his webs aren't working very well on Octopus. Dr. Octopus simply picks him up an arm to a limb. Spider-Man's helpless. It's like he's on the torture rack almost. Like legs and arms just... Oh, man, just pulling him apart. Yeah, he is completely at the whim of Dr. Octopus. Dr. Octopus doesn't kill him, mate. Simply brings him face to face and gives him the biggest backhand I've seen in the co- comic book history. Spider-Man, one of the most pa- one of the most powerful humans on the planet, is held helplessly arm by arm, mate. If you can see that, gives him the swift, swift right hand to the to the chops. Oh man, the thing is, you can almost hear you can, it. That is definitely you can almost hear brilliant it. artwork in the sense that you can see everything you need to see and you can feel everything you need to see. And the explaining, but the exposition works well. Because Doctor Octopus explains his plan, and he's like, "Now watch me trap the spider in a web I've made, you little spider bitch." <laughs> but my... <laughs> and he's like, "What is web next to an atom? I am the atom. I am the nuclear. I'm born of nuclear accidents. I've got so much... I've got unlimited power whilst you're a spider. What is a spider to a nuclear bomb? And that's exactly what's happened. It's like a spider verse, a nuclear bomb. He's just picked him up." Slapped him. What happens next, mate? He's laughing at Spider-Man, fucking roasting him like his schoolhood bullies. Chuck Spider-Man out the window. He doesn't kill him, doesn't beat him up. He simply slaps him and fucking launches him out the window. Because he's literally treating him like a spider. Like, he isn't even worth his time. But, mate. Yeah. Have you seen Spider-Man's leg in the one where he slaps him? It's... It's literally like a 90 degree angle the wrong way. Like, his foot just isn't right, man. Oh, yeah, he's really being bent around there. He's really being... Man, he's really being wrestled by those by those metal arms. Dr. Octopus, it's like, you've met your master, mate. And be- guess what? You're no threat to me. So out you go. Launched out the window. Spider-Man knackered, battered, barely conscious, chucked out of a window, wakes up. Realises how shit he was. This is his first... This is a big loss, mate. This is the first actual defeat. Now he has to go home and cry. Of course. Again? For for a bloke with such a huge ego, he does an awful lot of sobbing. I think it's like... It is that dynamic, isn't it? Like, oh, I failed, but I was so confident in winning and that's why it hurt so much. But, man, a bit of prep. would have been good here, I have to say. bit of preparation. You get... To be fair, I don't think he was quite prepared for what he was going to be walking into. No one expects the Octopus Man. Like, at all. The Octopus Man, only weakness, an actual sushi chef. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he's going to chop and dice him. Do you reckon his dad is (laughs) Octodad? This is is the thing I've got to call him, the Octodad, dadliest (laughs) catch. Is his Dr. Octopus's dad? I don't think so, because... He's not an actual octopus. No, no. But it's got to be out there. It's got to be out there. It must be said. There are links. They share the same last name for one. This could be a coincidence, man. I know many of people named Octavius. I can't wait for the end of this comic when the the chef 
in Octodad goes Octopus chasing him with a fucking knife. Goddamn Damascus steel ready to cut through them fucking arms. I'm just I'm just imagining Spider-Man replaces web shooters with like little soy sauce packets. <laughs> Shoots that <at him. laughs> wasabi Rolling in one hand, fucking seaweed and rice. Yeah, <laughs> give him a chop. Can't wait for him, man. Serve him in yo sushi on a goddamn conveyor belt. <laughs> Ready for it? <laughs> you know, and one thing, like a positive thing, I have to say about Doctor Octopus is like how easily he could have been a hero for people who can't use their bodies, you know, people who are disabled or people, you know, locked in syndrome because his mind, it's his mind that is, you know, his power. In essence, it's not necessarily arms. It's like his body doesn't have to work for him to be able to do the things he can do. And I think missed the trick there. Again, it's, it's not really a disability. If anything, he's more able now than he ever was with like four appendages. Now he's got eight. Oh, no, what I'm saying is, like, if his character was genuinely disabled, I think that would genuinely be quite interesting how like, he's in the, his normal, quote-unquote, state, he's not able to do much because, you know, his body doesn't allow him to do the things that able-bodied people can do. But with the arms, you know, he's a fucking supervillain. He's God. Yeah. His body doesn't have to work for the arms. Like, not even the Spider-Man can stop Exactly, it. and I think... That would be what that would have been a really fucking big win for kind of comic books showing different things, and it's a shame. I guess you know I'll take it because he's it's a fucking hate to fat shame, but he's a fucking chubby bastard. <laughs> he can't fucking do much. He's got no he's got no fucking glass. You know he can't see anything. He, he's clearly very short sighted. No, you know I think I think I think that's that's like harsh to say. I, I don't think I don't think he's chubby. I just think he's like. He hasn't got a neck. That's what that's what he is. It's because he's all he's all head and shoulders. He's just short. Yeah, he's he's stocky, man. That's what it is. He's stocker. He's barrel. He's a barrel. He's, yeah, he's a barrel barrel shape, man. You know, there's nothing wrong with being a barrel, man. Except if you're a fucking megalomaniac <laughs> who wants four arms to take control of the entire world and bend it to your whim. There's nothing wrong with it. But yeah, I think it could have been a big win for kind of. I would call him a neck beard, but he doesn't have a neck. There is no, there is no beard. There is no place for the neck beard to go. It's, it's just, just chest. It's just chest hair at that point. When there's no neck, it's just chest hair. You could literally put him in a barrel, and he would, it wouldn't have to make like change his body in any way. No, <laughs> like he'd fit perfectly into it. He's like, he's like a human R two D two. Yeah, I've yeah, never definitely. seen a man look more like a frog as well. Yeah, he does look quite froggish, man. And it's quite incredible how fast he is as well, because he makes a break for it. The hostage of you know the hostages escaped in this scrap. He needs to get out of there before the police come. So where does he head, Brad? He heads to another fucking atomic lab and successfully infiltrates another fucking military facility. They're ten a penny. They're everywhere. I'm 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 really starting I'm really starting to think that maybe like Oh no, if I owned a military facility and there was an explosion at one, there was a fight at another and a rocket crashing and Spider-Man breaking through in another one, you'd think, uh, maybe, maybe we should boost our security. If, if only just by a little. 
What I'm thinking is, man, if you know there's a fucking octopus man on the loose, you do everything you can to stop an octopus man potentially taking over your facility. Like you said, man, an army of chefs, man, just right there on the front door. Ready to dice, chop, serve. Mate, you know what you need, man? Deadliest catch, boys, right? Right there, in all the yellow, like, wax fishing gear, just redder. Yeah, you know, ready with a boat on land. It doesn't need to be in the sea. Just get a. There just needs to be a boat with bearded men on it, ready to die in the line of duty, flinging f- fishing rods and fishing a tire aim, pulling this squiddy fuck onto the deck, gutting him, having a photo with him, and then giving him to a restaurant. That's that's my deal. I'm, I'm just saying nothing but a harpoon. You mate. could you could deal with him with brute force, I believe, eventually. Because look, he's got. Four arms. Yeah, but... Four robotic arms, two normal arms, two normal legs. He can't do anything with his two arms and legs. It's just the robot arms. You can deal with him. I mean, they're just four kind of skinny robot arms as well. I mean, you could just shoot him. If you had six people shooting at him at the same time from different angles, you'd, you'd do him. Oh, see, he's missing a trick now. What you want to have is four machine guns in each arm. That way, the geezer's, like, unstoppable. He can shoot, like, four, like, what, six people at once? Maybe even seven if he manages to train himself to shoot a gun with his foot. Imagine if it was the Matrix Reloaded in that lobby scene when fucking Neo and Trinity walk in, but Neo's a fat, short scientist underneath the goddamn trench coat. He's got four <laughs> robotic arms spinning around. It's just, that's his fantasy. Mate, I don't want to talk about fantasies and that, because... Speaking about the Matrix, and as we all know, there's a big old PVC coats. Spider-Man getting all held up by four arms, looking very decrepit, man. He's starting to blur some lines here that I don't want to cross. Oh, man. We ain't going to go there because Doc Ock is in a situation. He's got into that atomic lab. He's successfully integrated it. His goal, his goal in this facility is to break it down and show off his big brain by rebuilding it. So the goal here, mate... Break down into the facility, break it all down, then show off that big fat octopus brain by rebuilding it from scratch. So he sabotages his plan. He's untouchable because everything's going to go off and there's radiation fucking leaking everywhere. National Guard come down. Nothing can be done because an octopus man has A, destroyed one atomic facility and B, now owns another. Fuck. Jesus Christ. Not good enough, man. If only there was like... I don't know, a man made out of fire that could help. Yeah, I, I hope there is because, you know, Spider-Man certainly isn't stopping him because he's moping in his room. Again? Again? Again. It's like, pick yourself up, man. You've got the powers that only a Spider-Man can have. You can do things. You don't necessarily have to deal with Doc Ock. You can deal with other things. You can stop normal criminals, man. Don't mope. Mate, you know what gets me through hard times like this? And I think that Spider-Man also needs to to know about this is uh good advice by my good friends chumbawumba i get knocked down but i get up again never gonna keep me down beautiful and it continues like in that in that form for a long time so you just constantly keep getting back up of course never stop getting back up ever mate you gotta keep swinging man and he did get back up because he got launched out the window and had you know the sense to walk home like he stayed down, <laughs> just with his head like hung low, walking the whole way. You know, again, like 
how we say so often where this comic series could have ended. If he walked back up to Dr. Octopus after that with a heavy concussion, a heavy blow to the head. Yeah, he would have died. He'd have been murdered in cold blood. Yeah. He'd have been ripped or something like every limb everywhere. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> when you when you think about it, how how, how dark is, is Dr. Octopus when you think about how much power he actually has in those mechan- mechanical claws? It's actually quite Quite unsettling, really. Oh, yeah, and his best ability is basically making people absolutely useless by just pinning them, you know, holding them hostage with his arms. They can't do anything. No, you can, he could have four people at once. He really could. It's, it's entirely, he's scary. And I say it's because, like, he, it's like the vulture was just like robbing people. Dr. Octopus is a literal madman. Yeah. By the book. Definition, absolutely fucking wackadoo schmackadoo, man. Gone. <laughs> He's a nut, I tell you. He's a nut. And, you know, he should have got... This is... Someone should have noticed this. If someone is literally saying they are the best person ever, report. <laughs> you know, it's... Yeah, I understand it's a different world, but you got you got to highlight those problems to, you know, your contractors, your employer. That is something that needs to be sorted. Spider-Man's got his own issues, man. Moping as Peter Parker in his room. Aunt May comes up and he, uh, she wishes uh, that Peter Parker would just tell him, you know, her nephew would tell him what's up. But she, he can't. Because what, what is up is I'm Spider-Man. I'm, I got beat up and I had my first big loss. So he uh, calls up Jonah Jameson and goes, I'm not going to get any photos of the octopus. And he practically resigns from his job. Feels it's a failure. Uh, he gets questioned about what's went down by Aunt May, but he walks off to the school. Oh, I want to know why this why this kid walks around everywhere fully suited up. Like he's suited and booted. I, have to, I appreciate that. Always suited and booted. Like he's going to school. He doesn't need to be. And I think being suited and booted all the time leads you into a situation that comes next. It leads you into what comes next, mate, because he gets the piss ripped out of him by Flash Thompson again, again. and again, again. This is it's a running theme, this is, and he's not helping himself. You know, I always always got a side with a victim, but one time he needs to just tell Flash Thompson to fuck off. One time, that's all it needs. One time. Flash Thompson thinks he's the Because he's hanging man. he's he's fucking enabling this by hanging out with them. Exactly. Don't no. He's, he's done like, with them. It's like done he's got them. so much low self-esteem as Peter Parker that he will take any sort of any sort of human contact with anyone his own age, even if he is being the whipping boy. I don't want to spoil anything, but in the next one, the fucking the episode after this, fucking hell, this is it's the lowest esteem thing ever. Like, and I can't believe, I generally, it shook me to my core. Generally shook me. Oh. But he's always hanging out with these guys, and there's a school assembly with the Human Torch, and he he tells the kids basically never ever give up, lads, because I have to do some real hard shit in my life. I have to stop the universe being fucking torn into shreds by a giant man who literally walks around eating fucking planets. So I don't give up. You, you guys don't need to give up. I think great advice from the Human Torch. He's usually an asshole. <laughs> you see that big purple motherfucker over there? I fucking punched him in the face. Don't give up. He he picked me up and flung me seventy five thousand light years away, and I didn't give up. 
excellent advice, but suicidal advice because Peter Parker goes, thanks a human torch, and heads off to confront Dr. Octopus. And I think at this point, that's maybe something I'd reconsider based on how our previous encounter went. So he's been given a bit of a pet talk. And rather than actually knuckling down and training and doing anything that any kind of normal person would do, he's gone, right, why I lost last time was because I didn't believe in myself enough. This time, I don't think I was cocky enough last time. I'm, this time, I've got to give it 110%. It's, it's suicidal, and I'm glad he did it. Because he's very he's very able to think on his feet, but if you lost the fight in literal seconds last time, as in you walked into the room and were instantly overpowered by a short man. Yeah, didn't even get a punch in, and in fact got slapped. Yeah, he got picked up, slapped, and launched out of a window. He got slapped like, oh, you naughty spider, fuck off. Yeah, and he got laughed at while he was slapping. He got <laughs> laughed at as well. He's like, oh yeah, whatever, man, get out, you're nothing. Uh, so while he's uh, trying to sneak into this facility, Doc Ock catches him because Doc Ock is obviously completely smart and intelligent and wary of this and tries to head him off with a few traps. Spidey kind of dodges. Was it was it giant cup again? No, it was just like laser shit and alarms and stuff that would be already in the facility. But Doc Ock actually realises he's dealing with someone who has intelligence this time. He didn't get to do that last time because it was obviously stupid as fuck what happened last time. And now he's been a bit smart. He's been a bit careful and cautious. I think mix of confidence, mix of being self-assured and knowing what you're doing. Yeah. But he makes his way to his lab. He manages to hide, make his way to a lab where he constructs a chemical compound. This is a turning point. This is where he finally gets, uh, he manages to outdo Tokok. Doc Ock surprised him. Spidey has a sense to act and attaches a compound to the robotic arms of Octavius and it fuses two of his arms together. So he's only got the lower two robotic arms. So already, even in that playing field, mate, appreciate that. Quick thinking. Got that chemical compound on those arms. Fused two of them together. Going forward. Learning. Our boy's learning. Learning. This is excellent from him. There's a scene coming up, this is what happens next, sorry, where there's two arms fused together, he puts them over Spider-Man, because they're useless, they're just like a loop now, because they're fused together, he uses his other two to kind of wrestle Spider-Man, so he's brought him in close with the two that are useless, and he's kind of trying to just get his head between the other two. Spider-Man catches one of them, and literally lays him out with a strong arm into his face. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> those those glasses are gone. <laughs> yeah, the glasses are gone. Oh, sorry, I forgot to mention that. He's fucking blinded as well because Spider-Man hit him with some shit. The chemicals went all over his face or something like that. And uh, that's it. It's how he gets in his face. He misses a punch. Fucking Spider-Man comes in. That's the strongest punch I've seen in the comics so far. That's Octavius down. All it took was a punch. One punch. I would say he's got a glass jaw. But as we've established, he has no neck forward slash jaw. He's all head, then shoulders. He punched his head into <laughs> his chest. Like, down. <laughs> I've never seen someone laid out like that in a comic. <laughs> I mean, that's one thing that we can say about the art. I mean, 
we do take the the, the mick out of the art a little bit, but it is really good the way how they get those action lines in place because you can really feel that punch. It does feel like like a meaty. That's punch. a concussion. That is that is a concussion. Yeah, it's the way his his, his arms are flailing in the air as well. So good. Oh yeah, he's out for the count. Wraps up his uh, Spider Man. Wraps up his his other arms. You know, he's got a bit of time to actually wrap him up. And it's, it's game over, but there's just a tiny little bit more, Brad, because the Human Torch, who's been called in to deal with the situation, receives a surprise visit as he's just about to go to deal with Doc Ock. Spider-Man appears at the window and tells him to relax. Dr. Octopus has been dealt with. <laughs> you know, no, you don't, you, Fantastic Four, Fantastic what? Take five, Jonathan. So you're talking to the amazing Spider-Man now. Oh man, I kind of feel sorry for the Human Torch as well. He's done the whole flame on thing. He's got changed into his into his uniform. You know, he's redder. He's not even flamed on. And then this Spider Man just creeps around the corner, just like relax. Doctor Octopus has been captured already. He's so light. <laughs> he's just crawling, crawling through the, the window. And I mean, literally crawling through the window <laughs> again. This is the second time he's done it for a member yeah, of the again, Fantastic Four. Yeah. <laughs> you think by now they'd just have like fly nets over the windows? They'd have something. There would be a, a facility there. More giant cups, man. Yeah, Spider Man thanks him. He goes, you know, I owe you I owe you one because if it weren't for you and your words, Spider Man would have been finished and Human Touch is like, What the fuck <laughs> do you mean? <laughs> and and Spider Man's like, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> Flaming fireballs! I don't get it. What did I do? It's like just he obviously didn't give a shit about that assembly. <laughs> that's the best thing. That's what's so revealing. He did not give a fuck about that assembly. He's not remembered anything. <laughs> and uh, we finish with uh, the Human Torch doing a flyby. But to be fair, if some if some random guy just came up to you and said, "Thank you, your words helped me," and then fucked off out your window, you would be a bit confused too. I guess, man. And the human touch is isn't isn't smart. Well, of course not. But he may have done like five schools that one week. Oh yeah, and he said the same thing over and over. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, we we end we end this issue with the human touch doing a flyby, and uh, he goes, "I wish Spider Man was still around with me, showing off," you know. And Flash Thompson's like to the Peter Parker and Flash and the gang are there. Flash is like, that's what a real hero looks like. A guy like Spider-Man as well. Don't you want to know what a real man is? And Peter's like, if only you knew. If only you knew. And that's the end of that one, mate. Man, Flash Thompson looks like the smarmiest little shit in the world as well. Peter, Peter Parker with a high top fade as well. <laughs> Tight haircut. <laughs> but man... You know, it's all, it's all the slow little threads coming through, you know, this Flash Thompson, Peter Parker thing, the Human Torch and Spider-Man. There's a lot, you know, it's moving forward. It's not just a weekly cut-off. It's like there's a story developing, and it's pretty cool to see. Now, but how, how did you feel about that one? Yeah, it's really fleshing out. I, I did quite enjoy that one. I mean, I'm pretty, pretty much enjoying all of them. I, I, there hasn't been a bad issue so far. And, um, one punch, not one punch. One punch and done. One punch, 
Juan Tottenham Punch. fight videos, man. Womp, there's a cocky geezer and he's bullying. So it's like when that fucking kid gets body slammed. You know when they that but oh man, it's I love that, that issue. Literally this that video, this issue that video, that's it. But that that car could have been the fat kid. <sighs> okay, but it's a, it's the same theme, mate. It's just nerds versus nerds, man. I hate this nerd on nerd violence. They should they should be ganging up and running the world. Yeah, they should beat the shit out of. Flash Thompson, that's for sure. I'm sure he'll get his comeuppance one day. I haven't yet read it, but it must be coming. Someone's going to knock his... If thing is, Peter Parker can't lay a fucking hand on him because he'll take his head clean the off. The thing is, is, like the way Flash Thompson's talking, it's like, imagine a wife that knows that their husband's cheating and then turns around to their husband and says, see, that's what a real husband looks like. Yes! <laughs> but, but Flash Thompson has no idea that, spider, that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. He's towing the line carefully, isn't it? It's 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 on the edge, man. It's it's pretty close. So yeah, man, that was episode four, swinging through Spider-Man episode four, with Doctor Octopus. Glad you enjoyed it, mate. Really hope everyone listening enjoyed it, and we'd love to hear your feedback. You can get us at Spidey Podcast. Me and Brad both run that account. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, all that kind of thing. You can find us on iTunes, anywhere that does podcasts at this point. So. Come and hit us up, speak to us, and I think we'd love to hear off you, right, Brad? Yeah, definitely. Always enjoy the feedback. But yeah, man, next time we have got the Sandman on episode five. It's not really much of a spoiler, but yeah, we'll go into that and what happens when Spider-Man meets the Sandman for the first time. It's a real different thing. I'm really excited to bring that to you. So yeah, we'll see you next time for episode five. Thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. Bye.